Vikings fishing. If you want to know what you've been missing, call on the guys that'll make your line tight. Call Bernie Bass and the captain, all right? That's Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Now they're the guys that old fish fear. They're both known far and near. Ask them what's right, they'll tell you what to do. Ask them what's wrong, well, they'll tell you that too. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, all right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, that's right. They'll keep your line tight. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tight Line with Bernie Bass and the Captain, and it's the first weekend of fall. This week we have a returning guest, Cookie Rondinella, president of the Long Island Beach Buggy Association. For those of you that couldn't join us the last time, Cookie has a vast amount of knowledge and experience in various aspects of the fishing industry on Long Island. Can you elaborate a little more on that experience for our listeners, Cookie? Well, I've been running Libba now for six years. I've been on the board since 1992 in very different aspects of it. I was the president of uh, Mid-Island Surfcasters for two terms, president of uh, Pominock Surfcasters for two terms, and I uh, work with the Long Island Fly Rodders in freshwater. I'll tell you, I really love having you on, and we had you on early in the spring. I mean, you really do have a vast knowledge. And uh, so how are things? And thanks for coming back on the show. How was your summer fishing? Um, it was quiet summer. You know, I, I fish the West End, usually uh, Jamaica Bay. Uh, I fish up in um, the North Shore in uh, Glen Cove. And we've had some decent bites, but it's it's changing. The, we're, we're, we're seeing the water staying warmer. Haven't seen really the snappers come up. I mean, we're in September and we really haven't seen snappers. Last year, I saw the first set of snappers the last week of September. So it's the, the warming of the weather it's just a different time. We just got to all, you know, watch what we're doing and say, okay, everything's moving back a month and just uh, fish accordingly. Just go with it. You got to adapt like everything yeah. else does, you yeah. know. Um, let's backtrack for a second. How was your spring after we talked the first time on the show? The spring was good. We actually had a decent run. I actually saw the first weak fish I've ever seen up on the North, for, on the north Shore on the West End. Uh, Manhasset Bay, a guy was coming in with a kayak and he had a big weak fish. I was like, I go, where'd you get it? He goes, dead in the center. I dropped, uh, like, um, it looked like an SP, but it wasn't. It was uh, it was an Oriental, uh, I'm sorry, it was an Asian-made um, uh, product. But uh, he said they were out there. So we're seeing, you know, new things. Um, a lot of small bass where we were. But there's fish. There, There is a decent run of fish up in uh, the north, uh, you know, northern uh, Nassau County. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, seeing the small fish, you know, is not always a bad thing. You know, that, that is the future. Uh, can you give us a few things that were working other than that lure in the spring for you? Uh, listen, I happen to love small darters. I'm still, I have a collection of all the two and three inch darters that were made back in the 70s and 80s. I'm still fixing them up. Um, I like a white darter fishing about eight feet of water. And um, I'm usually in about 10 pound test with that. That's what, we don't see many big fish. Not that they're not there. We just don't see them, and we can't get them to, from shore. There's a lot of channels, especially at uh, high tide. Um, some of the guys who fish bait at Tappan Beach, they do quite well in the spring. Uh, 20, 30, 40-pound fish do come in. But, again, it's catch and release at that time. 
Okay, let me ask you a question. So, predominantly, you fish in the North Shore. Are you a North Shore guy? Yeah, I, I do. I, I only live like a mile and a half right from Hempstead Harbor. Oh, okay. Um, but do you you dabble in the South Shore at all? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fish demo. Uh, I'll be out at Shinnecock some days. Um, I do like open beach fishing compared to rocks. When I was younger, I was a rock hopper. I can't do that anymore. So, you know, on the South Shore, I'll go in with... Um, just usually a white or a yellow, uh, like a one and a half ounce uh, bullet head. And that's what I'll use, maybe a little squid on it or a gulp. It seems like you keep it very simple, but also seems like you catch a lot of fish. And on that note, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Tight Line. We're uh, continuing our conversation with Cookie Rondinella, president of the Long Island Beach Buggy Association. Hey, Cookie. Uh, thanks again for coming back Thank in. Um, you guys over at Liba do a ton of things to improve our access to the local beaches, and you work very closely with the town, county, and state. Do you have any updates in terms of access on the beaches or since the last time you were here? Um, the, the HCPs for the state are in the works very hard. We had the initial draft, which we considered no good. State took it back, apologized that they're holding, you know, they're dragging their feet. So now the HCP would allow us to designate certain areas bird-free. And if a bird landed in there, we could use certain mechanisms from the federal government to be able to move that bird on a state level. On the county, the county sees the need to do this because of Shinnecock and all the other areas being closed. So they're going ahead with this. They're in a vendor process right now. And we're hoping in the next couple of years that we get some relief as the amount of birds increase we then have avenues to be able to work around the birds. Uh, quick question for the people out there that you know are, are listening and that don't know what the HCP is. Can you explain that a little bit and what their role is in all of this? An HCP is called a Habitat Conservation Plan. What that does, it spells out exactly within a park or an area what can be done and what can't be done. What It basically gives us all the knowledge of you can do this, but you can't do this. You can move bird, this bird, but you can't move this bird. Um, it does give us an avenue to keep beaches open. It's not a guarantee, but it, it is, once these are put into place, then you have ways of keeping an area open. And it, it is time consuming. It's costing a lot of money on the, on the county level. It'll probably be over a couple hundred thousand dollars to figure this out. But in the long run, it allows us to work with the federal government in looking at access and how access could be kept open. That is good for the local economy. That is good for the fishermen. That is good for the campers. It's really good for everybody. And then it spells out areas that have to be kept for the birds. Could we lose a little bit of access to some places? I'm trying not to. And the places that we would lose access are places that really not, don't want to bring a rig in. But it doesn't affect walk-in fishermen. Okay. Walking fishermen will always be allowed. We will always have corridors through these areas for walking fishermen to get to. Now, this plan, like you said, is, is done by the federal government. Mm -hmm. So the state really doesn't have much say in it? Oh, or, no, no. Oh, they do? Oh, no. The, the state is the one that formulates the plan because they have to then present it to the federal government and say, look, we see a need to be able to keep this area open so economically is viable to park. If... If a bird if, uh, came into the center of Jones Beach, legally they would have to close it. So these HCPs allow them you know, to use other factors to uh, mitigate a bird. They're not going to go kill the bird, but they're going to make the, the area inhabitable. 
up in Orleans this year, what they did was they took a whole bunch of pallets, you know, just regular pallets they use for shipping, and they put them in an area where there was a bird nest, for uh, a historical bird nest. That bird moved. By doing this, they have now created a corridor where they can get through a bird area to open beach behind there. Very simple process, didn't cost a lot of money. It was part of their HCP. It's called a take. A take would be the same as killing a bird, but they're never going to allow a kill. But a take is also making a bird move. But this is what we're striving for, to be allowed to designate areas and say, hey, we can keep these beaches open all summer long. So basically we're just asking them for flexibility when it comes exactly. when the bird season's around. Right. And as the bird populations grow, um, we get more leeways. Makes sense to me. Um, all right, Cookie, let's shift gears for a moment. I mean, we just keep talking about, you know, your tireless work that you guys do for access and everything. And, and you know, we all know about it through sitting here in this room. Uh, but I know you guys do a lot of community things as well. Can you um, elaborate a little more on that as well? Right. Um, we just, uh, we will uh, have done a um, program with the Beacon House. We have 38 veterans. Um, they are a part of their programs for rehab. We're taking them down for a day of fishing. Um, we have T-shirts for them. We have food. And it's a safe environment. You know, there's, there's chaperones around. That's one of our, our goals. They also have a program where you adopt houses, halfway houses. We're sitting in that right now trying to figure out the money for that. And what you do is in the beginning of the year, you may go cut the, the lawn for them. You may do maintenance if somebody's, uh, let's say, a local three uh, uh uh, electrician he may come in do some work tin knockers you know a lot of us are are um, non-professional blue-collar so we give up our time uh, we have our food bank we just funded our food bank again uh, we're looking for more schools to fund uh, fishing programs for the high schools we're working with uh, different organizations around Long Island looking at um, outside of the fishing venues maybe into autism speaks or uh, we do work with uh, Casting for Recovery, which is a program that uh, takes um, women who have gone through reconstructive surgeries, takes them out to uh, Connecticut and does a whole day of fishing programs, a whole weekend. It's all paid for, uh, and, and, and we uh, do that with the Long Island Fly Rodders. They're the ones who do the program. We help sponsor some of it. We, we do, you know, we have cross um, our board sit. Some of their board sits with us. Some of our board sits with them. And it's a really nice program that, you know, uh, it, it, it gives back to the community, but it also helps us, you know, keep our, our foot in the door at, at the Connecticut. We do beach clean, uh, beach cleanups. The Long Island Fly Rodders do uh, stream cleanups there. What we do on the um, beaches, they do. So we're involved with that. Uh, we have our um, uh, Christmas uh, uh, toy drive coming up and a food drive. And um, we're always looking for any kind of community service that we can give to people. We also are, are accredited by the state. We can write service up for high school kids who go clean a creek or clean a beach. So uh, you could always reach out to us at uh, Libba.com. If you have a group of kids going out, we can write them up uh, nice uh, letters of recommendation for their high schools. Oh, that's great. I mean, like I said, I don't, you know, I'm glad you, you know, really elaborated on that, on that stuff, because, you know, I think, you know, when you see Long Island Beach Buggy Association, things like that, people just assume, oh, it's just people that, you know, protecting the beach and things like that. But you guys really do 
run the gamut and do and do a ton of things. I know you do a lot of things around the holidays, like you you just mentioned. You know. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we did a um, a snapper tournament uh, and derby and and clinic uh, with the town of Oyster Bay uh, that was run by. Uh, the NYCRF, the New York Coalition for Recreational Fishing, and Libba helps. You know, we we bring men in, we we partner with them. Um, we try to do anything that is good for the environment, good for the, um, the fishing environment, and good for the kids. No, and it's in, in turn, you know, it's all about community. Like I said, we're always all local all the time here. And on that note, we'll be right back with Cookie. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Tight Line. We're continuing our conversation with Cookie Rondinello, the president of Libba. But first, we gotta talk about the happenings around the island, sponsored by our friends over at ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. September 30th to October 3rd is the Fred Garofalo Montauk Surf Fishing Classic, sponsored by the Long Island State Parks and the Fisherman Magazine. The fee is $25. For more info, call 631-321-3510. That number again is 631-321-3510. Are you an organization with any upcoming fishing or fishing-related events? Please email us the information at tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com so we can get it out on the air. And that was your Happenings Around the Island, sponsored by ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. This brings us to our Catch of the Week winner, sponsored by our friends over at Professional Care Physical Therapy of Riverhead and Patchogue. Check them out for all your physical therapy needs and check out their website at professionalcarept.com. It's also sponsored by Tightline's Bait and Tackle of Sag Harbor. If you'd like to be a weekly winner, send pictures of your catch via email to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at tightlinewrivradio. Our contest winner this week is Paul C. from Great River, New York. His entry of a nice week fish won him dinner and dessert from the Elbow Room in Jamesport and Dairyland Ice Cream in Riverhead. I know every week the captain's excited about the ice cream. Thanks for listening. Thanks for entering the contest. Want to be a winner in the future? Send your catch pitches to the tight line, WRIVradio at gmail.com or via Instagram, direct message at tightline WRIV Radio. Next week, we'll be giving away a tackle prize pack from our friend Uncle Stan over at SNS Bucktails. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Cap, no ice cream next week, That's man. All right, I love all those right. Bucktails. Um, once again, I also want to let you know that at the end of the season, we'll be picking an Angler of the Year. We already have a $250 gift certificate donated by our friend Kenny Morse to Tightline's Tackle of Sag Harbor and a Vista Reel donated by our friend Robert Cohen over at Vista Reels. We have also added apparel from Set the Hook Long Island and Tackle Accessory from Turtle Cove. Like I said in previous shows, we got SNS Bucktails. We got Fat Cow Fishing Products. Captain, it just keeps growing and growing. And I know you're bringing some people in and bringing some stuff in. Yep, it's going to be unbelievable. And we are going to be giving this away on our last broadcast of the season. Okay, and this was going to bring us to now the last cast, sponsored by Miller Place Bait and Tackle and SNS Bucktails. Um, I have to say, I do have a gripe this week, Captain. Um, I was fishing a local beach the other night, and I'll tell you, there wasn't much room on the piece of beach. It was probably about, I don't know, I'm going to go maybe 20 feet wide, okay? And um, it's, it's, you know, just after dark, you know, you can still see shadows and you can still see people coming down towards you. I'm walking off the beach and there's someone walking next to me. I'm actually with Cuddy Hunt Kenny and the, the guy's walking down. He seemed like a younger kid, maybe 25 to 30. Okay. Well, kid to me, younger than me. <laughs> um, so he's walking down and we, me and Kenny Hunt, Cuddy Hunt Kenny both say, hey, how you doing, man? And he just puts his head down and just walks past us. What's wrong with these people? You know something? I got to be honest. We talk about courtesy a lot of times or whatever. You know, um, I don't know how it's hard to just eke out a hello on the beach. 
What do you think, Cap? Well, yeah, exactly. Why? Why not? Like, why? Why the attitude? I, I can't figure it out. I mean, no. we have to battle this till we die. I I we have to fix this problem. <laughs> I, I just, I was just letting a guy out. There was no way he was getting out. Um, yeah, I know. Out of the bakery, and I stopped. And I let him out, and that dude didn't wave. Like, that, I know. Like, mm-hmm. I could have left him there. Courtesy is yeah. dead. Cookie, what do you think? Courtesy is dead right now. Have you witnessed the, these problems yourself? Big time. On the beaches, I mean, we do have camaraderie, Libba, as a family. We help. We don't leave anybody behind on beaches. Absolutely. And we, and we try to help everybody, but there has become an attitude of, like, you know, I, I know everything. And, and I'll self-centeredness. It's weird. But yeah. I will tell you this, sitting here. I'm going to continue to wave. We're not I'm going to continue to let people out because that's who I am, and I know that's who you guys are sitting right here with me. And change the world. If you find me for any One wave at a time. (laughs) One wave at a time. If you find me for any projects out there, I'll always make you a hot dog or a piece of kielbasa. Hey, I totally hear you. And that was the last cast sponsored by our friends over at Miller Place Bait and Tackle and SNS Bucktails. I do have to send out some thank yous. Um, I want to thank our main show sponsors, Braun Seafood, Blue Sage Day Spa, and Whitewater Outfitters. Cappy, had a couple more questions for uh, Cookie? Yeah, Cookie. Um, I'm sure many people are wondering where they can find Libba to sign up. Maybe they want to get involved. Do you have a website, social media, and will oh, yeah. you guys be having booths at any of the local winter fishing shows? We we are usually at every single winter fishing show. That's uh, that's including the smaller ones. That's uh, usually at either like uh, the flea market atmospheres. Yeah, too we, we, we do those too. We try to get out there as much as possible. Um, we, we we take in new members. We sell swag and you know and everything else. And we just give people uh, uh, information about beach, you know, beach access, uh, the correct driving. People ask us all kinds of crazy questions, and there's nothing crazy when you're taking you know your hard-earned money on the beach. You don't want to get stuck. You don't want to break down. So uh, we have classes going on all year in the spring, in the fall. In fact, we just did a class two weeks ago where we bring people out on the beach on a Wednesday night. Uh, we feed them hot dogs. It's liver hot dogs are very famous, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, we we show them how to read a beach the same way as you read waves. We can read a beach and we can show you where you're going to get stuck, where you're not going to get stuck, and we can show you also how to get yourself unstuck by yourself without anybody having to pull you out. Uh, you know there are mechanical failures, of course, but in the interim, there's no place that I drive a close to twenty thousand pound rig on the beach and I don't get stuck. Um, so not off. Back to um, how to reach for you guys. Have social media. You have Facebook. You okay. have Instagram. We, we have. And yes, you got your website. Yes, right? we have a liba.com. If somebody wants to just talk about liba, they can go on liba.com. They can find my. Uh, it's libapresident at gmail.com. I'll give them then my telephone number and we can speak. And you know, a lot of people um, are very nervous. Like I said, they're spending sixty, seventy thousand dollars on a pickup, a camper, and they don't want to get stuck. So I will always help them. Anybody who calls us, we will always help them, you know, get on the beach and understand the beaches. Hey, it's about courtesy, right? Right. Cookie, quick what? story for us that's something that's happened since the spring, since the last time we saw you. Well, I'd like to have a quick story from you. Um, we're really pushing at the, the county to get air at Cedar Point. Uh, Cedar Point is becoming a destination again. It's a campground. Also, there's a really good fishing area. Uh, it's on the north side of the South Fork. And a lot of people don't carry their own air, so Libba is always willing to buy a compressor. Right now, we're waiting for the county to get us electricity. We're going to have a, a, a compressor up at, at uh, Cedar Point. And anywhere else that you know people see the need, they need to let us know. Uh, lighting, uh, anything like that, you know, we're always out there. We're always out to give money to back to the state, to the county. 
I tell you, Cookie, you guys are doing a wonderful job. I really want to thank you for coming on again. I really appreciate it. So this wraps up this week's show for Birdie Bass and the Captain. Have a great weekend, and I hope you will tune in next week. Please check us out anytime on Instagram at TightlineWRIV Radio for all upcoming show information. Please feel free to email us at TightlineWRIVRadio at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions. We are casting off from WRIV Radio, your hometown station, all local, all the time. Please join us next week for another exciting show, and always remember, treat people with kindness and thank a veteran. We are casting off, Cap. Take care. Take care.